0: On today's Sports & Rec, we talk about the first two weeks of football, the NBA playoffs, and the U.S. Open. We also have a friendly discussion on which fictional sports team we would want to play for. Hope you enjoy the pod. Hey everyone, it's Anthony here. Just wanted to give you a little heads up Um, this will appear later on in the podcast. It's what you could almost consider an audio footnote. I believe Shea Serrano introduced this in uh, one of his earlier podcasts. Basically, what it is is um, at certain points in the podcast, uh, I wanted to dig a little bit more into something that was said or clarify or just provide additional context into something that was said on the podcast and so when you hear this that's what this is um and that way you're not confused or wondering what's going on but yeah that's what this is basically an audio footnote welcome to sports and rec i'm anthony restivo alongside casey mcgarvey today is wednesday september 23rd a little different for us we're recording a day earlier just to fit our schedules a little bit uh but it's still here to talk about everything that happened we'll start the nfl and one of the more like interesting storylines that i was wanting to get your opinion on casey is are the bills and josh allen for real
1: uh, I don't think we know yet. They play the Jets and the Dolphins who are two probably terrible teams, probably among the bottom five in the NFL. Um, but that being said, they are getting momentum. Two uh, and0 in the NFL is 2 and O like go like use that momentum. I think we'll see if they're for real against the Rams this weekend who um, are playing well. So um, but yeah, I, I like the bills. I'd love to see them do well, so I think they're built for it. Good defense. Allen has been good, has been good, but um, we'll see how he does if he can continue to be accurate. Um, you know, with Diggs as an addition and a decent running game, not bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said it literally. The best way you can start a season is two and zero. Can't really beat that. So two wins is is better than none. Um, so from that side of things, like they look good, but like you said. Jets, Dolphins, not high-quality opponents. They still have to play the Patriots twice. They have to play a, a bunch of other tough teams. I think they might be playing the the West this year, so they'll have to play the Chiefs. Um, so that's not going to be uh, an easy path. They'll have some tough games uh, ahead for sure. But, I mean, it's, it's no like, surprise in the sense that a lot of people were picking them to potentially win, and that was before uh, the Patriots got Cam Newton. But... Still, it's a good way to start the season. Josh Allen's look good, which can I can only imagine helps his confidence, um, and that's usually a huge factor. I mean, it's his third year now, so um, you'd think this is where things would start to turn around. He's got someone to throw to for once, which he hasn't really had before. Um, solid defense, which always helps, uh, kind of spark and and lead a team to uh, some really tough wins when those games do come around so um I mean they were decent last year too so I mean if he did take a step forward I'm not ready to buy it yet just because I not fully on board with Josh Allen yet I think he has been really impressive so far but it's just not there yet with him I think he really has to show the consistency um over a long period of time and I, I know he'll have a rough game here and there that's no surprise Pat Mahomes and Another great quarterbacks, Tom Brady, um, have their games too. Um, so I won't like hold like a game or two against him. But he's going to be this good for like a majority of the season? That would be the bigger question. Not like in like three or four games.
1: There sure. should be about pay- Patriots. Got to give you your credit because you were on board with Cam Newton uh, pretty much right away. I was questioning whether that mix with him and Bill Belichick would work, but it has. I've liked what I've seen out of Cam Newton so far. He's he's loose. He's playing well. They seem to curtail the offense to him a little bit, um, and that was a it was a great game against the Seahawks. So oh, great game! One run at the goal line. Like, uh, I think the Seahawks are outstanding to start, and Russell Wilson is unreal. What he is, uh, nine touchdowns and eleven incompletions through two games. Like, that's absurd. So, um, that was an awesome game, um, and I'm glad. I, mean, I like Cam. He's doing well. Um, he's kind of been a likable guy, and. Um, I'm glad that mix is doing well, and then Tom Brady is still kind of struggling. And it's funny seeing him with a new coach, and they immediately have like a war of words. I know. First week.
0: I know it's funny. It's weird because there hasn't been, in my opinion, a likable Patriots team. I'll give them the first one because I think that were the underdog, and you know the Rams sure. have been there for a little bit um, when they beat them. So it's kind of exciting. Everyone roots for the underdog. Very quickly, that shifted once they were in the Super Bowl basically every year after that. Um, but like, they haven't had a likable team, and I'll give them like 15 plus years. I won't go all the way back to the beginning with them. Um, and this one's actually a kind of a likable team because I've always been a fan of Cam Newton. I think he's a really great quarterback, I think he's a really fun personality. The outfits he wears, his crazy, fonts that he uses on instagram and and other social media platforms that no one knows how to read or or decode because it's just looks like hieroglyphics or like that what's that font on like microsoft word wingdings yeah (laughs) uh it's sort of like that but but i think he's fun and i think it was exciting to kind of see what the patriots would do with a player like that because tom brady was so one-dimensional really good one-dimensional but like Cam Newton's kind of a lot more dynamic. Um, and you saw that. I mean, I, what was that last run before he got stopped? That would have been his third touchdown run of the game. Um, I think so, yeah. And again, so uh, that's a good team, the Seahawks. So, like, to see them lose in a tight game like that, I mean, that's a bad sign for the rest of the AFC East and the AFC in general because it kind of shows Patriots are here to play and they're not going to win all their games. They're, they'll probably be 10-6, 11-5. Don't want to shock me. Um and I don't think that's a bad thing either, especially considering everything they lost, all the players that aren't coming. Um, but yeah, what a fun game to watch! I think the Seahawks, which neither of us kind of mentioned in our AFC um, predictions or, or thoughts on like top teams, but man, they look like they might be the top team in the NFC right now uh, with Russell Wilson the way he's playing. And I didn't, I didn't. I'm not surprised by his play. I think he's <laughs> he's definitely stepped up even yeah. another level. I always thought he was a great quarterback, but. To see the level that he's playing at right now is kind of more of a sign that the Seahawks should stick to their offensive game plan right now, and like what everyone keeps saying is let Russ Cook, um, let him kind of just run the offense and and make the right decisions because he's very much capable of doing it, and uh, the results are showing so far. And man, the Seahawks look like a powerhouse in the NFC right now.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. You you can't really plan for him because he's so versatile like that. And going back to your other point, I think you hit the kind of hit the nail on the head with the Patriots right now is they're fun. They're a fun team to watch now. I think Brady got kind of stuck up and rich and he, he was a great quarterback. Don't get well, me wrong. was boring. It's boring, that's, it's that's boring to yeah, watch. Very boring. And it was. The so dink hard. and
0: dunk. It was just like four yard passes. I, I mean, effective, but like hated watching it. It was just the worst.
1: He wasn't a character either. Like,
0: yeah no personality now he has more personality
1: yeah there it is personality like i'm not saying you have to be exactly like cam newton to have personality but i think russell wilson has somewhat of a personality a little bit of- a little corny <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> corny but he's at least open tom brady was just so i felt like he just got so above it all with everybody that and then you're right the play on the field was pretty boring successful but boring so yeah i think cam newton i think people are going to like him a lot especially if he has some success there um and hopefully he stays healthy
0: yeah we'll see and uh, that's gonna be the long term which kind of is a nice thing that i wanted to talk about is uh week one was pretty successful in terms of injuries and stuff week two however was not um as we saw a bunch of big name players go down drew lock looked like he was maybe primed to have a decent sec- sophomore season with the broncos and he's out for you know five to eight weeks or something like that uh saquon Torres acl Nick Bosa and the 49ers tore his ACL, and then they lost like three or four other players, including Jimmy Garoppolo, who might be hurt. Christian McCaffrey, who is arguably one of the best offensive weapons in the NFL, hurt his ankle. He's out for five to six weeks, four to six weeks, something like that. Um, Yeah, just a ton of injuries. uh, That is kind of sad, and a lot of people are pointing to the fact that the training camp, not having preseason and stuff, and, and such a fast training camp is is playing a role. Um, so do you think this is going to be a continuing theme throughout the rest of the year?
1: Um, I don't think it'll be a continuing thing because they're playing themselves into shape now. So I think you get to week four, week five, things even out. I just don't he- think this helps the NFL PA when they're saying like they want to get rid of all – preseason games. Like it's not a good look for them right now. Like either they need to they don't want their own teams beating up on each other and you need opportunities for guys to make the team also. And I think when you when you play that violent of a sport, you have to repair your body to be hit. And it just doesn't seem like they did. Um, I know ACL injuries are, you know, twisting and cutting and different things like that. But with that amount of injuries and only a second week, I'm not a doctor but it sure seems like to me they need they needed more prep for this
0: yeah a little bit more of uh of a window to prepare and uh just get their bodies ready and i don't i think maybe a lot of them may might have even gone into it with the mindset of is this season happening so they might have been a little bit more lax with their their training which is you know that's a little bit on them if that was the case and i don't know if that is or not I think these guys are professional so I'm pretty sure they were taking it seriously and preparing for it to start on time but still getting that you know ramp up time is is probably really beneficial to them from a health standpoint. Not these injuries do happen all the time in the NFL it's not a, like it's a pretty common conversation within the first you know 4 weeks of the season this isn't uncommon that and it's not uncommon that stars are the ones that are going down too it, it happens. It's sad. We're all bummed by it. Um but I would hope that this isn't something that we, you know, see throughout the season. Maybe it's just the first you know few weeks or so. Um,
1: yeah, from watching Hard Knocks and the two LA teams, it looked like they really had them holding back. Um, they were working hard, but they just had to hold back a lot of walkthroughs, not a ton of pads. Um, it's a hard I mean, thing to
0: balance. That's the two because you don't want your players to get hurt, but you also need them to ramp up quicker. Too. So.
1: I mean, I would have to go back and compare it to next last year too. Like. I don't know how many players were on the IR IR list um in week 2 last year. I know they weren't as many stars but um I'm trying to think Le'Veon Bell was hurt early on in one season like so injuries do happen but this is kind of you know you really open your eyes to the amount of injuries and especially when it's all these stars that got hurt you notice it probably a lot more this season on top of the covid stuff so
0: yeah it's it's tough and no one cares about this at all, and it's the least important thing, but it's already messed with fantasy stuff for a lot of people. I care. I care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas, I was watching that game. He was my first pick of the draft, and I saw him get rolled over and start limping, and I was like, oh, no, he's going to be out for a few weeks now. There goes my number one draft pick. Uh, it's been – but that happens like pretty frequently. There's always something. You can never you know, jump on that. It's usually the – the person that picks up the one or two waiver wire surprises is one that kind of goes on to win everything. Um, But it'll be exciting to see some of these players step up. I I think the Giants are talking about signing Devonta Freeman um, to replace. Yeah. So to replace Saquon, Um, you know, some of these, uh, if there's been, I've heard that Mullins might be creeping up on the list of, maybe surpassing Garoppolo so maybe he gets the time to show that he's capable of of taking over that spot and being the top top uh quarterback there so it's always hard but sometimes it brings about some surprise um like James Conner was a huge example of when Le'Veon Bell held held out which wasn't an injury thing but it yep. gets someone else a, a chance to kind of show what they're capable of doing um and then ends up Maybe turning around their career and their life forever like it did for him. So
1: I think the Giants scenario is big for that. I think, uh, I don't know if they sign Freeman. He is interested in big money. Um, and they're probably going to want to sign Barkley, I would guess, after this year, depending on how this knee injury goes. So I don't see them throwing a lot of money at Freeman. Um, but their backup, Gallman, proved at the end of last season when Saquon got hurt, he could carry the load. So I think it's a big one for him. Um, so we'll see. I would. I'd like to see Gallman get a chance. You know, Freeman's a free agent for a reason. I'm not saying I don't want to see him get a chance somewhere, but there's something that other teams are just not interested with him.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, But hopefully this kind of levels out and kind of goes back to a standard and we don't see this being a trend moving forward. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out Um, and how, like you mentioned at the start, what it means for future NFL plans as they talked about reducing preseason or even eliminating it altogether. Um, this might be a lot of uh, fuel and uh, kind of ammo to use in, in uh, against it. Um, so we'll see uh, kind of related is uh, we've talked about Tom Brady and how he's kind of having issues already. I watched your Brees play last night and wasn't super impressive. Phil Rivers, also, hasn't been great to start the season. Um, wanted to see, do you think all of these guys are washed? I mean, those are the three oldest quarterbacks in the league, I think. Everyone else is much younger. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I guess, is still up there too, but he's doing really well. Um, him and Stafford. Stafford's kind of hanging around. But, I mean, those are three of the older ones. Do you think they're I hate fun? to use
1: the word washed, um, you know, because like you just said a few names, my guy Ben Roethlisberger's having a good start. To oh, be yeah, Robert, Ben. So um so washed is tough uh i didn't think drew Brees is very accurate last night and i was not very impressed with throws i watched in the first half um philip rivers have always kind of been a run and gun kind of guy and threw a lot of picks on um, the breeze 43 like
0: yeah you
1: know everybody's said like well it's gonna happen at some point it's gonna he's 43 years old he gotta win um but i think he i think people underestimated like i think they just expected him to jump into a new system and like boom it's tom brady's great i think him and the coach got to get used to each other when you've had one coach your entire career um you got this new coach wants to do things his way and i'm sure tom brady has a way of doing things his way so i think wash is a tough word to use on those guys when they've had such a successful career i would, I would more say it's definitely a passing of a torch to guys like you know kyler murray's having a phenomenal start to the season i think he's kind of a newer brand of quarterback um, you know so those younger quarterbacks Watson Mahomes you know that I think it's more of a I'll call it a passing of a torch even with just the style in general that's moving forward in the NFL
0: yeah I think you're right I think Wash is definitely way too strong of a word that was just uh to see I want to see how you reacted to it um but yeah I think you're seeing that these guys we shouldn't be thinking about them the same as if they were five, ten years ago. Um, they still have had great careers. They're still very solid quarterbacks, especially at the ages that they're at. Um, but it's it's other people's leagues now, and it's almost in some instances ready to watch some of these guys, the young ones, like give Tua a chance, put him in. It's, we don't we already know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is capable of doing. Just start getting Tua some reps and seeing what he's capable of doing um justin herbert you saw how well he did against the uh the chiefs and taking over the chargers at the very last minute and we already know what tyrod taylor is capable of doing so again like why not take a chance give these rookies um an opportunity to really show what they're they're capable of doing i, I think you're seeing a uh, joe burrow has been really impressed with so far to start with yeah i
1: was happy I, he was good on thursday night I was impressed
0: yeah and even in the first game i mean it was first nfl game and and that's the kind of game he had and um so it's been it's been great to see these young guys get the opportunities drew lock even who i don't think a lot of people had on their radar but was you know i did a decent towards the end of last year and then started off like first game of the year started doing okay um so it's gonna be interesting to see how you progressed in his second year um so yeah i think it's time to not view these guys as as they're the top tier quarterbacks anymore um they're still you know middle tier middle of the road that can get you some wins and put up some numbers here and there um but they're not at the same level as mahomes jackson um unless you're aaron Rodgers, uh who just is capable of again maybe he's going to pull a tom brady-esque uh type of career and play for a while and maybe he was motivated by that draft pick um but they look really good um but i think yeah the the oldest group of them you know it's not the same. We can't we can't view them in the same light as as we have in the past.
1: And I think this new brand of quarterback is what probably one of the best athletes on the field. Not normally what you would have in one of these older quarterbacks. So they're a threat to run, but they can easily stay in the pocket. So they're not like an RG three who just ran all over the place and got obliterated. Kyler Murray can stand in the pocket and throw the ball, but then he he's also a threat to run. So they're definitely dual threats at all these guys they're not just a threat to run or a scrambling quarterback they do it all well um so I think that's the direction you kind of saw it when Aaron Rodgers came in the league he can scramble well so he began I think that trend away from just a pocket solely pocket passer not going to run the quarterback and I understand you don't want to get your quarterback hurt but having that option I think is outstanding so uh yeah, uh, passing the torch, change of trend in the quarterback position, I think it's now more expected. If you're the quarterback, you need to be one of the best athletes on the field.
0: Yeah, it's your need to, to be dynamic, and then but also in like a controlled system that's built for you too. Um, I think a lot of times when some of the more mobile um, quarterbacks came into the, the league, it wasn't built for them. It was just kind of seen as like a fallback for them. Uh, where like, oh, things fell apart, scramble out of the pocket, run, run for the first down or run for as many yards as you can. Right. That might still happen every now and then. I, I know I've seen Mahomes and Rogers do that on occasion where it's just everything broke down and, and they make their own kind of get creative and improvise in the moment. But you're also seeing a lot more like run options specifically designed for these quarterbacks and, and creating these deceptive play action opportunities, um, specifically with players like Kyler um cam newton uh Cal- colin kaepernick when he was playing in the league too like there's l- offenses being built around some of these guys um which i think starts to um highlight their strengths and what they're capable of doing and defenses haven't always been prepared for that and that's why some of them have been super successful um which you don't really it you see it a lot more in the in the nba And smaller leagues because you build around a player or players that you have and create a system around it. Um, I think in the past in the NBA and other sports, it's been like, this is my system and this is how I coach. And then the players just have to adapt to that. And what you've seen more recently is a lot of times the coaches are the ones adapting to based on the players that they have and who their best players are. And I think you're starting to see that come over into the NFL now, instead of it being like, here's my way of playing. This is how it has to work. And we're going to do it this way. And right. well, for those coaches that do generally you're seeing them not last long in the league. Um, whereas, uh, some of the better coaches are the ones that have adapt, adapted to the players that they have and the talent that they have. Specifically, a good example is John Harbaugh from the Ravens was not this type of, did not run this kind of offense. Then he realized the kind of talent that he had with Lamar Jackson. Um, Andy Reid maybe has been like more kept in his system but he, he also found quarterbacks that fit really well and then I think he's adjusted it to also fit them as um without it being like so cut and dry it's not definitely not the same exact playbook that he had in, with the Eagles it's definitely changed over the years to kind of fit whatever team he's got and the talent that's around him so um I'm happy to see that kind of trend it, it's more exciting the games have been really fun to watch um and then the other thing was the the Chiefs uh, had a close game, but they look like a juggernaut that offense, and, and I don't. It's hard to imagine Pat Mahomes losing a game uh, just because he's so good and that offense is so good. And again, barring any injuries to anyone on their team um, and on that side of the of the field, but I mean, how many games do you think they end up losing this year? Uh, get- I'll
1: go with three. Give them thirteen and three. Um, I mean, there's a lot of just. A lot of good coaches, a lot of good players. As film begins to get out there during the season, a team is going to find a way to beat them. Uh, then whether, you know, rain comes into it, weather, a bad bounce to the ball, a bad call by a referee. Um, I'm going to go with 13 and three, but they definitely are a juggernaut. There's no slump. They're picking up where they left off last year. Um, they still have to be a favorite to go back to the Super Bowl out of the ASC. Um, I haven't seen anybody else in the AFC side, really. I mean, I'm as a Steelers fan, I'm very nervous about the Ravens. They look outstanding. Lamar Jackson is unreal. Um, I'm happy with my Steelers 2-0 start, but I don't think they're quite up to the level of the Chiefs or the Ravens. Um, but they look good, though. They do look good. Yeah, oh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with the receivers. I'm glad Big Ben's come back. The defense has been great. So, like, checking all the boxes right now. Um but I'll just be curious to see what happens. Is it Ravens Chiefs coming up on Monday Night Football?
0: Yeah, they have a the their schedule for the next few games is tough for the Chiefs. It's Ravens, um Patriots. I don't know if they play the Seahawks as well. Um but they they have a tough yeah, kind of stretch.
1: a Monday Night game.
0: Yeah, so they all have tough. I I mean they finished 11 and 5 last year. Uh I mean Mahomes missed a few games. Um with his knee issue, but, uh, I, yeah, it's hard. The NFL's a tough one to, to have that kind of record. I mean, the Ravens were 14 and two last year. Is that what it, they were?
1: Uh, they were up there. I think so.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible. I I want to say 12 and four, just cause I think you even saw how close they were almost losing to the chargers today. I think we all get everyone's best shot. Yep. Um, and it will be better for them to to kind of have those games where they're close and they lose and close and they win to kind of just get both. I think that usually ends up helping, um, teams in the future, uh, especially for playoff runs. So, um, we'll see, but I mean, they look really, really good. It's just, like I said, they were losing 17 to nine. They hadn't done anything like most of that game. And I was like, not nah, Mahomes will come back and win. It was just one of those things you just expected it to happen. It was almost more of a surprise that they hadn't been blowing them out to that point.
1: I mean, the big thing I think is, you know, they managed to stay healthy this early into the season. All their big names are still in there. And then as you, as you're the Super Bowl champ and then you make a, uh, excuse me, draft pick count as much as they did with uh, Hilaire. Like, I think you're, you're doing great stuff over there again. Always big Chiefs report, Chiefs supporter as their GM is from a little small town, Mount Carmel, where my mom grew up. So um, he's got Pennsylvania roots, Pennsylvania blood. Um, I'm glad he's doing well. He's clearly making good decisions. Um, yeah, the Chiefs still have to be a favorite in, until someone – until we find a chink in their armor, they're still up there. They're, they they got to be.
0: Yeah, they're one of the only teams, too, that kind of kept their staff and players pretty much – the same i think they lost a, a few handful of, of players but um and maybe some staff but for the most part, it's the main core is still there um which always helps and in, in, in a situation where like the nfl had a lot of change happen over this last offseason so um that always helps um especially um as you're trying to make a defense of, of a title so uh but it's been fun so far and like you said there's some really good games still coming up um Cowboys snuck one out I don't know how I can't believe they were able to go uh one and one and take away that win from the the Falcons I if you're a Falcons fan I'm sorry I feel so bad for you these uh blowing fourth quarter huge fourth quarter leads it's tough um but I'm happy that they at least got the one and one I I don't know how I feel about them yet I think they're still figuring things out
1: I'm happy for Dak he's playing well
0: yeah, I mean, the first game, uh, the offense was a little lax, but again, maybe that's the Rams. The Rams look like a pretty good team. I think you had a solid pick with, with that turnaround uh, when you had them going to the title. I could totally see it. That team has looked really good so far. So um, I didn't expect them to play the way they were against the Falcons to start. I mean I think they had three or four fumbles in the first quarter alone, um, which doesn't help. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Dak still looks... Pretty good. Uh, I want to see the consistency. It's good to see him kind of, again, I would like to see that kind of performance against the Rams in those big games. Like, it, again, he kind of fades away in, in the really big games, in the big moments. Um, and and he, he beats ball up ball on the ball, bad teams. Though. No, yeah, that was a good comeback. And it, but, again, it, it was against the Falcons. True. They're kind of a mediocre team. Can he do that against the best teams? Sure. I, I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah. I mean, still a good – I mean, Matt Ryan – Great offense, good quarterback, one of the best yeah. receivers in the league. Um, so I do give him some credit on that. Um, I think with the new head coach, McCarthy, but keeping the offensive coordinator, I think they're still trying to figure each other out. And I think the offensive coordinator needs to, like, take the handcuffs off and go. Like, yeah, let the offense go. You have the arguably the best running back in the league, and especially now with injuries, I think he is. And then you have a good quarterback. So – let them go. Let them let the horses run. So, I'll be, I'm watching them. I'm kind of interested. I, I've taken a liking to Dak a little bit. So,
0: I'm happy that they're not starting 0 and 2. Getting the 1 and 1 is is helpful because I think it starts to build that confidence, and hopefully, they start to let the reins off. I'm leading they, the East. <laughs> I know. Well, if they had gone 0 and 2, especially with the Eagles doing as poorly as they yeah. are, they got the Giants in their league. Um, the Washington defense is going to look that'll be a tough one, but. Otherwise, they should have that division. So, just need to start to get the the machine running, like you said. Like let them start to figure it out, and maybe this is the spark that they needed to to kind of get things going. We'll see. Uh, if it was at zero and two, I would have been. It would have been a real tough. That's tough to come back from. Um, For sure. To get to a good like NFC position, they probably still would have won the division. But, um, but yeah, getting that first win out of the way is is definitely nice to get that because i'm sure the pressure would have been mounting especially for a team of their stature um in the league uh so it's just gears. exciting for the nfl to be back um lots to talk about uh, as that continues um so we'll see how things shape up as the season goes along and then the nba um is still happening uh the celtics were able to pull it out uh it was a tight tight series with the raptors i thought i jinxed them the last time we talked they hadn't won the series yet um, but they were able to sneak it out. Um and now they're not doing too well against the the heat right now. They awful. They did have a good that was a good rebound game in, in game three. I thought they had to win game two. I'm still not convinced they'll pull out the series, but then winning game three, getting a nice was it four day break. Um Yeah, they, they play tomorrow. Well. Yeah, they got Hayward back.
1: No. Nah, I told you, they're losing in five. I mapped it out We're just like this for you. Ludes first two, win game three. They're going to lose four or five. Like, no. Do you so, think Hayward helps at all? Uh, he's a body off the bench, you know, another offense a little bit, but I don't think he's known for his defense really. Um,
0: it seemed to help.
1: I, I don't think it's the body. And we talked about this, you know, when they move the ball around they move it quick, find a shooter, drive through the hole a little more. Great. Like the offense works and Hayward could help with that. But when they do this one V one, when it doesn't look like they're running any sort of offense, that play at the end of game one where they just stood there and Tatum took a terrible three, like clear out and drive, drive that ball, especially when the game's tied and they got lucky with the Marcus Smart drawing that foul. Like
0: I know. So
1: I think it's I think Hayward is great. I'm like I'm happy he's back, thrilled, but it depends what Celtics team shows up. And it seems like great they start the games with a very good Celtics team and they just like fall apart and start this one v one play.
0: Yeah, the third quarter has been their their toughest uh, quarter to get through with the Heat each time because they've done well in the first half, like you were saying, um, which is why I was going to pose you the question, should the Celtics just stop going ahead in games because they end up blowing the lead? Um, they've won. I think they the amount of quarters that they've won in this series is like significantly in their favor. They've only lost like two or three quarters, yet they're down two games to one in the series. It's like...
1: It's going to be like the Mets Royals World Series from a few years ago. I think the Mets led like 93% of the innings played in that series, and the Royals won the World Series. So there you go, Mets fans. Fight on that one. <laughs> I and don't know, the, know if there the, are the, any. The, the toughest thing about this one, too, is like the Heat are fun to watch. They're a great team. They play um, so well. I'm thrilled for Eric's Spolstra. You know, he's kind of getting that, that chip off his shoulder that he was just a good coach because he had. Wade Bosch and LeBron there for a few years. I think he's shown an outstanding coach, and it's a great team to watch. They're just fearless. Um, so, like, that's also, like, a struggle. A struggle yeah. with this. Obviously, I'm not changing. I'm still a big Celtics fan, but it's, like, kind of hats off to Heat. Like, we need to figure our shit out, or the Heat are just going to run away with this with how well they're playing and how much momentum they have.
0: Yeah, I think this is the... I say every game's a key game. This will be the big one because every game's been close. The Celtics have hung around. It's clear they're pretty evenly matched. It seems like the Heat seem to have the edge because of how well they've been playing. But the Celtics are there. I mean, they've had some big leads in this game in this series. Um, they're able to to do really well in this in Game Three and kind of take that game um, away from the from the Heat. But it's, it's going to be a battle. I, I think it will go six. Um, so I think the Celtics will win one more. Um, I think the Heat will win this, this next one. But, I mean, it's clear maybe the, the Celtics kind of fight in the, the locker room the, that they had. Maybe it sparks them. And maybe getting Hayward back, it creates a little bit of matchup problems across the board for the Heat, which makes it a little bit harder for them, um, especially if he gets good minutes and is actually healthy. I guess he's not leaving for – the birth of his child anymore so he's actually gonna be around so they don't have to worry about losing him again unless he gets hurt um and maybe the heat weren't really planning for that so I don't know it's it's gonna be tough uh I don't think Hayward's like that important of a of a piece but like he might help in terms of like body. matchup issues and, body. right and so I think if they play the way they played in game three it's really good sign for the Celtics so they, that was their most consistent game so far um throughout the whole entire game um they played the way i would have wanted to see them play the whole time um but if they have their lapses which they've been prone to do the heat have to jump on those opportunities and that's when they go on their runs and and either pull away or or catch up um and it starts to it just builds their confidence and like you said they're just a really good team uh really fun to watch They play the game so well um So it's hard to to kind of imagine them not being able to pull this out because of how well they're still playing, even in the loss. I think they kind of uh, pulled back a little bit uh, in that last one, but they still kept it tight. It wasn't like a blowout. So it will be be interesting to see how the rest of the series goes. It's been fun so far. More fun than the other series. Yeah. Uh, Do you think the Nuggets can win a game?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think they pull out a game. Without a defensive blunder, I think they get a better –
0: Ah, oh, that was yeah. so, that was so disappointing. They,
1: yeah, I think they get out on AD a little better without a defensive blunder, but that hurts. Like I think games like that hurt more than a blowout sometimes. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think I can't see the Lakers sweeping them, even though how well they're playing and the LeBron AD train are just rolling. Man, they're playing really well. I. I I don't see how they don't win the NBA title. I don't think ne- neither the Celtics nor the Heat, no matter how well they're playing, match up well with them. I don't think they have an answer for those two. Um, but yeah, I think the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets will win game 3. I could see it, I could see it ending in 5 again, like similar to what I think this series will end. Definitely could see that one ending in 5, but I could see them getting one in 3. So,
0: yeah, I was surprised because the Lakers were up pretty pretty much that whole game. Then again, the Nuggets made a run, I think, in the third quarter, um, to kind of catch up. And then it went back and forth from there. But it looked like that was going to be another blowout for them. So I mean, the Lakers just look good, but they haven't really faced the toughest competition yet. Um, I think that will be whoever they play in the finals, whether it's the Celtics or the um, the Heat. I think that will be their toughest competition. And um, but it was it was just demoralizing from a the nuggets like they had that game was such a good battle between jokic and and ad in the last minute of that game or so um or even the last few minutes they're just going back and forth bucket after bucket
1: big block by murray there in the corner too like i know find a way to hold on to that game's over
0: i was surprised they didn't call a timeout it seemed like he had an opportunity to do so and they had one
1: i didn't Uh, look like he possessed the ball quite yet or i don't know
0: yeah it's that's too bad because they had good defense on that and then again Plumley and Grant had either a miscommunication or Plumley blew his assignment. It was just looked really bad on him. But even I mean, AD's not a uh like a an excellent three point shooter. He's done well in the playoffs, but like he's generally like a low thirty percent three three point shot. It's not where you'd expect him to be at the end of the game. Well, and Jokic and Jokic contested. He got his hand there. It wasn't like he got a free look at it. It was it was a tough, tough shot. He, I mean, good on him, though. I mean, that's that's a China sign of a true star.
1: It yeah, was a little late. Uh, they shot, I saw the side-by-side clip that AD missed a shot like that against the Brooklyn Nets early in the year, and they lost the game um, pretty much from the same spot. And he was wide open against the Brooklyn Nets. So, I'm sure, I don't know if that was on his mind, but, you know, I probably worked on that shot a few times after missing a wide-open look like that from that spot. Um, so, but... He, well, he was feeling it.
0: He was clearly their best, their, like better than LeBron at that moment. Like he was the guy that they were going to be going to because he was carrying them at that point.
1: He's been feeling it the whole playoffs. He's an outstanding player. Um, You know, I think it'll be a battle between him and LeBron for the finals MVP. So I think it's going to be a tough decision. I think LeBron will have another level to turn it up to in the finals. Um, And listening to him talk about like the regular season MVP – you know, I think he thinks of titles is the most important thing and he just wants to win. But I think he also notices when he doesn't get those individual awards too. That's not a knock in any way. Um, it's just what fuels his fire.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have such a I have such a love hate with LeBron. There's a lot of things he does that I really like. I think he's a great basketball player. I love watching him. And then there's moments where I don't know that he thinks he's ever committed a foul in an NBA game at any point in his life. I
1: don't know any NBA player that does. Him
0: more so. I mean, he, the way he reacts every time he's called for a foul, it's just like, would you never commit a foul? Um, And then I think he thinks he should get like 20 to 30 free throws every game, which he actually doesn't go to the free throw line as much as he should either. Um, But like, it's one of those things that like this team is not a likable Lakers team the pj dozier i don't know is he a rookie for the the guy that was kind of like a surprise for the nuggets in that last game too well it's it's like his second or third year right like he hasn't played much and he's missing free throws in a really big game they ended up mattering like ultimately like played a factor down the stretch but when he was missing them, the lakers bench who's like the second best team in the whole entire league have two of the best players in the whole nba the bench is like laughing and making fun of this young guy that's like missing key shots it was just like I didn't like that vibe that feel from a team that's supposed to be like the front that's the storied franchise and again that's not LeBron and ad are not on the bench when that's happening but like still it' just makes me not like that team because I felt bad for that kid in that moment like he's he's not even a player that's had like any minutes at all this postseason he's getting these big shots he's having a great game in that moment and you know he's missing important free throws, and they're just, like, razzing them. Uh, I don't know.
1: It's a petty league. It's a petty league, man. Yeah, I mean, it creates a storyline.
0: But, no, it's just, it's not a likable Lakers team as, like, you know, there's not many of those, but um, as there have been in the past. It's, it's just, I, I don't know. I'd rather see a team like the Heat, even if I'm a Celtics fan, I'd rather see the Heat win because I think they've been – like Myers Leonard coming off the bench, it's, like, more positive – like, he, he used to be a starter, like, during the season, and now he's, like, reserved to completely just being a, a, a cheerleader on the sideline, essentially. Um, but he's, like, totally okay with that. Like, he's the first guy to, like, hop over the, the side and, like, greet his teammates. And, and the Lakers have those moments, too. It's just I, the, the way that he, that chemistry and that vibe, I'd much rather see a team like that pull it out.
1: I think the Heat's Nuggets would be the likable uh, finals. Uh team <laughs> would love it if it was Celtics-Lakers. Um, Celtics
0: Celtics uh, Nuggets might be a fun one too. I guess people don't have the same they, affinity for the Celtics. They would one.
1: want the Celtics Lakers when They want the Lakers in that finals without a doubt. LeBron will just get eyes on the TV. Um, if they're not in it, I think they'll just have less eyes in general. Um, but I run that with the Celtics. I, I have a love hate relationship with Marcus Smart. I mean, he's that pest that if he was on any other team in the league, I would hate him. And now I just like Kyle Lowry. Like, yeah, he's on my team, so I'm just like, all right, that's just you know, being himself. So, but once he leaves, it's like he's a pain in the ass. So, um, but it's the petty league.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know, one of those things that I would have liked to have seen the, the Nuggets pull that out. I think their story is a lot more intriguing, um, more so than anything the Lakers have going for them. Like just the three one comebacks, the no one expects them to win these two young guys, Murray and Jokic kind of coming into their own in this, in this playoffs, it, those storylines are, are more interesting to me. I know they don't have the same, uh, broad appeal as like LeBron does in AD. Um, but they're more interesting to me as like a basketball, uh, fan.
1: I did find it funny cause, uh, I think it was before this series, or I don't remember what game, but Djokovic was kind of making fun of LeBron. Like, Jokic you mean? Yeah. Jokic, sorry. Um, was kind of making fun of LeBron, like his shooting and like dribbling and stuff. And LeBron was all about it. Like he was right there with him, joking around with him about it and taking the jokes pretty well. So I kind of thought that, you know, get to see that a lot from LeBron, people letting him razz him and stuff like that. So but, yes, uh,
0: I mean, I have a love-hate with him. I think he does things like that are great. I mean, his off-the-court stuff and, and his play on the court generally is, is just incredible to watch. Very lucky to have been able to like have a player of his caliber – and be able to watch his entire career for the most part, um, but then there's just other little moments here and there that I'm like, that's I hate that or that's super annoying and very much about himself a lot of times too, um, which always oh, yeah. like like his Instagram and stuff um, can be kind of annoying, but that's just a personal uh, thing with me. But anyways, I I think the. I think the Nuggets needed to win that game to kind of make it more interesting and maybe would have gone like five or six. But uh, I think the the Lakers are going to sweep them now. Okay, so clearly I was wrong about this uh, at the time. The Nuggets and Lakers had not, uh, the game had not started yet. Um, and of course, after I made this prediction about the sweep, uh, the Nuggets ended up winning game three. So now the series is 2-1 and this prediction is absolutely incorrect, but, um, that is just wanted to come in here and admit, uh, that I was completely wrong. You're already here for us, folks. It's not that big of a prediction. They're already up had already halfway there, and the Nuggets are probably not happy about how that last game went. And I think the Lakers probably smell blood now, so they'll just try to close okay. it out. That'll be my prediction. So still think the Heat will win. I think it will go to six, like I said. Um I hope the Celtics keep it and get it to I don't think they'll win in six. I think if the Celtics win the series, it's gonna go to seven. I think the the Heat win. It's either going to go five or six, um, but I think if it gets that seventh game, I would think the Celtics would probably be able to pull it out. Um,
1: or the Heat have any chance in the finals? They need to end the series. If that if that series goes seven, they no matter who wins it, they're screwed. They're just not. They're they're done. It's over. Like they're done. yeah. They're, they're in the finals. The Lakers will crush them.
0: They're starting to have some injury uh, stuff. Like I think Okagala is a little banged up right now. He's old, yeah. Kendrick Nun um, is is not is i think he's got i don't know if he's gonna be out but he's hurt right now so they're kind of lineup of like what eight players is probably down to like six or so um which is tight not that the lakers have a deep bench either but um i don't know it will be interesting i still think the heat and celtics are will be a really tough matchup for for the lakers as long as they're healthy i think the celtics actually would be a a really tough matchup um for the lakers but we'll see. It'll be fun. I can't wait. It's getting getting closer. Uh, that's been the whole the NBA bubble's been great. And now they're saying the season, you had asked me when do I thought the NBA season was going to start. It seems like Silver said it's not going to start until 2021. Um, that,
1: makes, uh, that
0: makes sense. That's his theory, I guess. I don't know if he actually knows that definitively, um, but I think he said that pretty recently that he thinks that you wouldn't expect to see the next season start until next year
1: Gotta give these guys an off season especially ones that have been the playoffs so
0: yeah and i think just for everyone's sake this makes a lot more sense and uh now it'll be interesting to see what that season looks like though um if they do something shorter um like the baseball did uh because they'll be starting so much later but maybe wanting to finish at the same time just to get things back on track will be tough um but we'll see um so that's that. Uh, we had golf, which we were trying to bring our buddy Steve on, our resident expert uh, on golf. Uh, but we had the U.S. Open this past weekend. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau was able to pull it out. Seemed like the only player that actually did had any sort of success on the course this weekend um, consistently. So, uh, is there But is there anyone more hated than him? Has there ever been a golfer or athlete more hated than him? I don't think there's anyone that likes this guy.
1: No, I I don't I don't like him particularly very much. Um I mean congratulations. I give him credit for sticking to like a new style that everybody says is the wrong way. You know, he he clearly has put the work in, but he's a weirdo and just listen him kind of pompous when he was talking during his award uh, stuff at the end. Um he is a big weirdo. He's had his run-ins with the media and different things and kind of how just how he plays. I, I, I It is what it is. I mean, I'm not like furious, but I wasn't thrilled. Like I turned it on and I think I actually texted Steve. I'm like, he's really going to win, isn't he? He's like, yep, he's going to win. I really, I wanted to see Matthew Wolf, you know, the younger guy played well um, on Saturday. I was hoping he was going to find a way to pull it out, but I know a tough final day of of a major is. So what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think between him and Patrick Reed, probably they probably the most oh, unex- yeah. the most unexciting uh, major champions that people were either not happy about winning or re- were actively rooting against them winning. Um, it would have been cool to see Justin Thomas. He had a great first round, um, be able to hold um, that throughout the rest of the the weekend, but that fell apart pretty quickly. Sure did. But he was not alone, so it wasn't like he bombed. There's a ton of players, which it leads. Fun. Yeah, I mean, which leads me to my next question. The worst final score was an overall over four rounds was plus 25. So could you shoot a 95 at Wingfoot foot when it's par is 70? So plus 25. That's like bogeying every hole with a couple of doubles and triples.
1: Not a chance no especially not playing from their tee boxes I mean we'd have to move that up for sure but no no way there's no that's way. What,
0: the way that's what makes me like some of the players that were already cut I would have loved to see what their scores ended up being and seeing if there was something even more reasonable like yeah I would have been in like 150s probably one of the it's players kind of, six
1: putted on. I know game. I know and then he six putted like that's professional six putting on a green
0: this is why I said that golf is like the most relatable sport because that is, I've done, I've done that before many times. Yes. <laughs> Been there.
1: I was listening to these, uh, the foreplay podcast and they were just saying like all these guys that produce the, like the, the golf, like the golf tournaments, they show like all the great shots and like everybody making like these chip ins and these great shots. To the He's like, we'd be up there showing that guy in, in six times. We'd be up there showing the ball. Like they're like, Clearly, a lot of people had really bad rounds, but you never see those really bad shots a lot of the time. So, like, how the heck did these players get to those bad rounds? They'd be in that that truck, just showing like the ball rolling back off the green and back down the hill, spending all their time in the rough that's so thick out there. Like, it, it is super relatable when these guys are terrible like that. But uh, no, uh, there's not a chance I break a hundred at Wingfoot.
0: Yeah, no way. There was uh, speaking of great shots. There's the one I think it was Zach Johnson put. Where he's like aiming it in a way that Tiger did on that like 16, yep. but he has a putt, so he's like not even close to facing the the where the hole is, and then somehow timed it perfectly where the ball the ball just like stops on a dime and then just starts going downhill towards the hole and goes in. And I was like, I don't understand how this physics. It looked like um, when Bugs Bunny has a yep. magnet the underneath it and it just all of a sudden starts going directly towards like the hole. You're like what the hell just happened with that shot?
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of those greens just had a bowl, like built the different levels the way they did it. Um, That's so, nuts. Yeah. So yeah, no way I'm breaking a hundred on that course. So
0: one more major. I, yep. So it's, excited. A, it's the masters. Uh, do you have any early predictions for, for that?
1: I'll go Justin Thomas. Um, played too well this year not to get a major. I don't think, um, I think masters could work for him, but, but I think something we also saw this weekend is I'm curious what I'm sure like the master's course will always be in great shape, but it's a different time of year. It's not April, it's November. So I'm curious how the course will play differently, um, in November. Uh, but yeah, I think Justin Thomas has played too well this year, not to get one. Um, I think Zach Johnson's uh, not Zach Johnson. Um, DJ's already gone on his run. Um, so I think he'll be in the mixish, but I don't think he gets it. But uh, yeah, I'll go. I mean, it's an e- it's an it's an easy person to pick. I think he's one of the best in the world right now. But yeah, I'll go JT.
0: No, I think that's a good pick. I mean, he hasn't won; he's only won one major. Um, so I still think that's a it's not like an obvious pick. I think picking like Kepka or DJ is more generally what people do. Um, I I would have said JT too, but I think I'll say Ricky just because I'm still rooting for him to win one finally. And he's done well at the Masters, so I, I'm just. I'm rooting for him to win any tournament. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just he's my favorite, so. No, he's a likable guy. So I'll pick him based on one. He's still really talented. He's really good. Um, he's done well at the Masters, and uh, just and also because of pure homership of me wanting him to to actually pull it out and actually win one for once.
1: No, sure, and I'll throw out uh, Xander Shoffley. Um, he's kind of always in the mix at the majors recently, you know, never quite close to like threatening, but he's somewhere in the top 10, you know, on that last day. So there's my two JT and uh, Xander Shoffler.
0: Yeah. And then the U S open next year is going to be right by me at Torrey Pines in San Diego. So we might try to, uh, find some tickets to to go and watch around, assuming that they allow fans there next year. So but we'll maybe we'll be able to have some firsthand uh, stories and reporting to not, we are not reporters, <laughs> uh, but first like live podcast. Yes. Stories. We get some interviews with Tiger Woods and stuff. <laughs> uh, our biggest first guest ever. Uh, no, we're not. None of that stuff's going to happen, but we'll have some more interesting firsthand stories, hopefully. Uh, and we'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll hopefully be able to go there. It's not too far from where I live. So um, that'll be a fun one to, to go check. out. I've never actually been to a golf tournament. So it'll be a fun one to, to kind of go They're to good. for the first one. All right, so that's all the sports that kind of happened over the last couple of weeks or so since we last talked. Um, but you had posed a question to me, so I'll let you kind of kick it off.
1: If you could be a part of any fictional sports team, what, who, which team would it be?
0: Okay, so I've been thinking about this question, and there's a few things to clarify. So we're not talking the fictionalized version or would you include? I was thinking that it's based on a real team, so I wouldn't talk about them, but it was the, like the Dylan Panthers of Friday Night Lights.
1: It's not fiction, so no.
0: Yeah, so that's what I, even though they're kind of fictionalized and they went off and built their own story, I was not including them in my list. Yeah. Um,
1: like, no Remember the Titans, no Miracles. I did not include um, Friday fair Night enough. It's Like, those ones I kept right off, because they were... Based on a true story. Especially yeah. Miracle, that's like pretty much cut and dry what happened. So,
0: right. Okay. So I always had the same idea. Now, the other thing is, is like the thing that I was trying to factor into my decision was what matters to me about playing on these teams? Do I want to play for a team that like won overall, or would it be more fun to like be on like just hanging out with the Sandlot crew? Even though they that's played totally in like, you, yeah. I know. So this is the stuff that I was thinking about. Like, um, but I want to hear your answers first. I I will say the first team I thought of, I did not ultimately pick. But the first team, my initial reaction when you asked me this was Mighty Ducks D two specifically. Come
1: on, man, that's what I, that's my pick too. Um, oh, but I
0: I'm not picking them. But that was when I when you asked me it, my first reaction was this team. But then I'm like, let me think about it more but
1: I'll go back and forth to you. I'm going to tell I'll do my first one, which was mighty ducks 2. Um, that's my favorite of the trilogy. It's a great movie. Um, I love when they come back on the ice with the um, mighty duck uniforms on. And then, then just playing Iceland in the Goodwill games. Um,
0: that's yeah, the best like, team to be on of the mighty ducks too. Like the other yeah. one's just a high school team. The other one's like a ragtag. They're not very good team. This is like best of the best us young hockey players. They get to introduce the what becomes the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Uh, they win the gold in a, a dramatic fashion. So, like all of those factors, like the storylines from that would be incredible. And I've always
1: but, wanted to play hockey. Like I just be good at hockey. Just, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of the coolest sports to be good at. Um, so I, I think that'd be fun to be able to be good at hockey. Um, but yeah, and just that Ducks fly together scene in the locker room, Coach Bombay. Um, yeah, that was my number one. That movie always will be. A big one for me, um, but that was my first one. What was yours?
0: Well, I'm still I'm probably actually deciding this on the fly right here, Woo-hoo. so I'll I'll tell you the teams I didn't end up picking. Uh, but going back to the Mighty Ducks franchise, the Hawks from the first movie. So for a variety of reasons, I'm not picking them. Yep. But this is a, a team yep. I was factoring into. Clearly, a great organization. They for Pee Wee hockey. They won titles year after year. Their uniforms and logo are awesome. Yeah. Uh that black and and that like really icy blue, then the red eye and the in the hawk. I don't know why, but like hawks aren't generally scary, but like that uniform and stuff was like very much like wow, that would be like a, a team to be like fear. Um and they were super talented, so if I was on that team, it would have to mean that I was also good at hockey. So if I was on that team, it means I'm good at hockey and it means I have a chance to win a title. Yeah. Um, but that was I didn't ultimately pick them, but that was a team I considered. Um, another one that I was thinking about was from Ted Lasso, actually, so I really enjoyed that show. They have a fictional team called AFC Richmond, um, and it's a Premier League. So one, being a former soccer player, being in the English Premier League would be like the, the dream. So it would mean I was good enough to, to make it there, um, which would be awesome. What a, what a cool opportunity. But then also Ted Lasso being my coach would be incredible because the guy's super positive. Um, and to have that guy be my coach, I would be uh, super fun and, and enjoyable like experience on the soccer team. Didn't pick that team either, but that would have been another one. Um, a lot of fun characters in that group. Um, The other one that I was very much considering, I don't think it actually fits, but the Rockford Peaches from A League of Their Own.
1: That might be... That's a kind of a true story. I'm not sure how true it is, Um, but not a bad pick.
0: Yeah, I love that movie. Um, That team...
1: I'd have to really double-check to see, because I don't think that's fictional.
0: I thought... I think it is, though. I think, like, the... Even if it's based on a league, because there's another movie I'm going to talk to you that I think is like based loosely based on something that happened in real life, but like ultimately is its own unique story. Um, and maybe you'll guess which one I'm talking about. Um, but that was another one I was considering. The only reason I didn't, they didn't win the title, so I don't want to play for a team that lost in the in, <laughs> in the championship. Although the, there were some really talented players on that team, so it would have been a fun team to play with. Specifically, also in a league that was like the first of its kind and it would have a lot of history. So to be involved and like have that kind of background of being like, Oh, you were part of this historical moment in time, um, play in the championship and, you know, got to like play with these players and stuff like that would have been a really cool, like background story. Um, the other one I'm not picking was the tune squad from space jam i think that would have been a crazy team to be able to be involved with what a story you could share you saved humanity you got to play with michael jordan and it's all the, the cartoon- looney tunes. yeah the looney tunes bill murray um i mean no one will have seen it but like you'll have a- this incredible background story of like what you were able to participate in the- like i said you've you saved humanity from aliens um and like what a comeback victory, you to, to be involved in. Um, but I ultimately did not pick that one. So I'm down to two. I want to see if you can guess which two movies I might be talking about.
1: Well, first of all, you go with The League of Their Own. It was a fictionalized account of The okay. Real Life League. Um, all right, two left. Oh, boy, two left. Because I still have one left, too.
0: Um, so did you actually pick D2? Is that like your pick? Or...
1: I picked two. I, did not, okay. I didn't. I couldn't I might narrow it down to D two because, just kind of the reason I've always wanted to play hockey. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, uh, your picks. Oh boy! Give me a sport. Come on, clue. Uh,
0: basketball. Basketball. Fictional
1: basketball. That's not fiction. That one. You're not going with Hoosiers, are you? Okay, I think that's I think that's similar to. The that's what of, I like, wanted to see on a real team, but it's fictionalized. Like Hickory's not an actual place, so right. It's loosely. That's a good one, though. That's a great sports movie.
0: All right, so I'm gonna like decide this on the fly, but I'll explain. The other one is dodgeball. So average joes. Okay, so there's two. Here's what I'm deciding between is basketball. Would be fun to be on. On that team, I actually think I would have been the second or third best player on that team if I was on that team because the other players were just so bad. Uh, And that playing basketball in the 1950s, I think I maybe actually could have gone to the NBA because (laughs) 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 people were so unathletic. Um, So like there's a chance that I'm even better than Jimmy Chitwood. No um, way.
1: Don't you, ever, I, don't you ever speak that into existence again.
0: If I could develop the, the further out shot. He was great from uh, mid-range, but maybe I could have introduced the... Uh,
1: I am not allowing that blast. <laughs> we're, we're cutting that out of the podcast. You are not better than Jimmy Chitwood. All right? all right.
0: So I won't give myself that. But still, the team was so small that my impact on that team would be great. They yes. win the state title, something that I am always it still drives me crazy to this day that I was not able to win a state championship in soccer. So to be able to win a state high school championship would be an awesome feeling. Um, And I, like I said, I think in the time period, I would go on to have a pretty good basketball career. Um, Or at the very least, if I stay in Hickory, I'm now like put on this like pedestal of like, Oh, they want you went to the school and won the state title. And now I'm like, in charge of the town and become the mayor of Hickory or something like that. Um, so that was one thing. The other one, obviously average Joe's, um, they get to play on ESPN, even if it's ESPN, the Ocho. When that happened, that could have been a, the new thing that everyone, there was a pretty big audience. It was a pretty big event. Um, I'm Yo actually, the thing now. I'm actually good at dodgeball, So like I probably could have had an impact on that team as well. They win the championship. So, from all of those factors, I actually think I will pick Average Joe's.
1: Ooh, good pick. I didn't, that one didn't even come to mind. That was a great pick. Um, I'll round out mine. My second one, uh, West Canaan Coyotes from Varsity Blues. Oh. Um, I think that's great. I like that movie a lot. Um, I think it would have been fun to be on the team. Um, I'm always very interested in the, like down in the South and like the football high school centric towns. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but then they just party hard. Like, I think that would have been a blast. Like they were the talk of the town really good. And then, you know, they just went out after games and had a blast. Um, I like the movie too. I think it have been a fun team to be part of. And then I think it'd been fun. You know, you're in that, you're in that big game and you know, you get kind of the asshole coach out of there. And then the injured, your, your friend is coaching the team and you guys are like literally coaching yourself to win the title. So um, I think I will lean on the Mighty Ducks because of the hockey side of it. But those are the two that were big for me, definitely.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I still think my first choice is D2 Mighty Ducks just because of what that movie means to me. But like, I was like, well, that's too obvious for me. Like I knew that that was probably what you thought I was going to pick too. Um, but I think- I never I was, know,
1: you're a wild card, man. How well, that's, I, never, I was trying, trying to change <laughs> it up. I was trying- you thought you were to pick Pitch Perfect or uh, Bring I, It On or something like that.
0: I did not consider Bring It On, but I did consider, uh, or I did think Bring It On, but I was like, it didn't end up making my final cut. Pitch Perfect was one I very much considered for a while, but I would not, um, I have no singing capabilities whatsoever, so I would not be able to do well in a singing competition show. Um, but there are so many others, like Sandlot would have been a fun one just for that's a like. Cool
1: one. That, that reminds me, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I think Blue Chips, uh, Shaq's in that. Yeah. That. That, that would be a cool team to be a part of. Um,
0: the White Man Can't Jump.
1: That would be a fun one. Not really a team, but be kind of cool. I get what you're saying. It is a sports movie for sure. Uh, Mystery Alaska is another hockey movie that's about a team up in Alaska that plays the New York Rangers um, in an outdoor hockey game. That's kind of a cool one. Little uh, Giants. Little Giants have been fun. Little I would have picked
0: the Cowboys, though. I would want to play for the Cowboys. All right,
1: Spike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's so many good sports movies. I remember when I was younger, I wish I would have kept those. Uh, the Sports Illustrated. They, like, ranked all like the sports movies ever made. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. So. Would you
0: have considered the Angels in the outfield team and Little Big League and like Rookie of the Year teams, fictional sports teams?
1: Yeah, I, I would consider those fictional. Yeah, they're actual teams, but it's totally, it is not based on anything real. Right. So um, that Angels in the outfield team would have been pretty fun.
0: Well, Little Big League did have Ken Griffey Jr. in, in it though. And
1: Randy Johnson, right?
0: Yeah, the Mariners were. Yeah, like- still
1: fictionalized though. Um, was that... Was that Little Big League or was that
0: a. That was Little Big League, the twins one. Um,
1: What's the one with Rosengarten?
0: That's Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: Um, and then the other one, and no one talks about these, but soccer movies Little Big League or uh, The Big Green right. and and Ladybugs. Ladybugs? Rod, Ronnie Dangerfield? Got nothing. Oh, dude, you got to watch that movie.
1: All right, I'll check that one out. Oh, or Speaking of that, going down that direction, if we're going back to the older ones, uh, uh, Bad News Bears, that would yep. be like, like a funny one to be a part of.
0: Like Mike would be a good one, too.
1: Like Mike would have been cool. That would have been a good one. So, um,
0: I thought you were going to react better to the Toon Squad, uh, Space Jam.
1: I totally, like where you just came from with like how you're explaining it, it would have probably driven me insane, too, to be on that team. I think I'd rather just go visit Looney Tune world than try to play a basketball game with them, (laughs) Um, but it would be a good story.
0: Yeah. I, 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 the average Joe's one, I was just thinking like ESPN and the Ocho seems like it's the primary ESPN network now. So now I'd be like the dodgeball star because I would have been on the team that won the title. It seemed like dodgeball was like the sport of the future. So I was in this futuristic world. I was like, ah, this is the sport to play. Not any of these other ones that we grew up like watching and stuff, but, um, it would have been great.
1: Rocky's corner too. Like, I think that would be on his team. I mean, not actually be the one boxing, but, uh, uh be like part of his just his crew i thought that'd be pretty cool too
0: yeah there's a lot of good ones to pick from so uh a knight's tale too i know you uh, like
1: i i I think i came around for that one to be a sports movie
0: yeah that's uh that would be a fun because being back in the medieval times and stuff would have been uh would have been cool uh a lot of good options great question by you though um that was fun maybe we'll have to come up with more questions like that um that we can debate and talk about try to pick each other's um we might have bad news about parks and rec um it was on netflix it's leaving next week or about two uh, at the beginning of october so not sure if we'll be able to continue because uh, casey needs to find a way to watch uh moving forward and we've kind I'll of pushed see it off if
1: it's on the peacock premium
0: that's what i was going to wait and see it's probably not on there now but if netflix pulls it maybe it will be added to peacock and maybe we can jump this back up again i have dvds first three and four um so i could have kept going but we need to uh have casey watch them too um so that is on hold for the time being which also gives me some time to think about how we can talk about it moving forward um but until then we still have other sports to talk about the nfl is back um basketball will be finishing up soon and getting closer to the finals like we already talked about the masters is upcoming maybe we'll talk about baseball when the playoffs actually start. I'm happy. The Yankees turned things around and are actually in the playoffs. Um, they're actually playing again, San Diego. It's where you should get a basketball team and football team here too. They're doing
1: the,
0: the yeah. And they're playing the playoffs, um, at yeah. the, at the stadium. So not that they're allowing fans or anything or that I'd go and watch it right now, but, um, kind of cool that that's where they picked for, for a location. um, but So we'll, maybe we'll address that when the playoffs start and, and talk about some things there. Uh, but until that, maybe we'll come up with some more fun questions to talk about. But um, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for uh, listening.